I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Some may call you rat catchers, others mercenaries, but we prefer the term adventurers. And at the Grey Hill Free Company, we believe in one thing above all, adventurers together strong. Many have gone on to do some great things under our name. Not all of them good, but great things nevertheless. Hopefully you'll soon join their ranks. So gather round and let us regale you with one of the many stories of the Grey Hill Free Company. Scant will deal with the pirates. Kill their leader, Pirate Lord Splinter Jim, and then you return here with his head and we will mark your record as clear. I hold up my drink to the health of the scow. To the skull! There's a massive chorus and everyone drinks deeply from their flagons. As the, as the room begins to fill with chatter again, Kind Rampage looks across the table at you and says, My dear friend, if you need a ship, you have mine at your disposal. The Ursa Terra has few bells and whistles, but Chieftain Rograth, she's on board for any plan that we might have. So we have the recurve at our disposal as well. Two ships, eh? Yes. Why choose? We'll take them both. I will tell you, though, those pirates are packing some kind of magical artillery and uh, can make themselves unseen. Mm, that is concerning. Well, the Recurve is a good ship if you kind of get the first blow in, but if they get the first blow in, the Recurve's not going to be worth much. What do you suggest? Two ships, obviously, is safer than one, and it means that a surprise attack probably won't sink us both. The recurve, it's a ram ship, so its main form of combat is to slam into the enemy ship, lower gangplanks, and then board them. But if you can't see your opposition, it obviously makes it a lot harder. My ship, the Ursa Terra, is a merchant vessel that has no weapons aboard, none except what we can bring with us. Uh, which means that they're less likely to just hit us with a broadside. What do you know about this uh, splinter, Jim? Very little, unfortunately. Pirates don't make their way here very often. I'm aware that he's a halfling, but that's about it. 
What do I know about Splinter Jam? You know that he's a halfling as well. He's a pirate lord, so he's quite an accomplished sailor and quite an accomplished pirate. You know... um, hmm. Oh my god, get a good boy card. You rolled a 20. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. You know he's a little bit of a blowhard. Like, he, he really likes the sound of his own voice. Him liking to talk is maybe a point in our favor. His ship's name is the Lazy Cat. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's a... Uh, you know that he doesn't have a lot of conventional armaments, but he does have a dedicated, like, group of... A dedicated squad of five wizards who are all... They're all pyromancers specializing in flame magic. So he... Uh, he typically will kind of launch out of invisibility, hit the, like what you saw, hit the enemy with one big devastating blast, and then try to retreat if possible. He, he likes to kind of burn his enemies out. Well now, kind Rampage, Mr. Withers, as far as he knows, and as far as I'm concerned, we're not his enemy. I'm just another pirate, and I would very much like to talk to him. Actually, really quickly, because you rolled a 20, I'll let you, if you want, you can know him, like you can have met him, if you want. Yeah, I met him once time. Actually, 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 all right, sorry, sorry, sorry to change this on the fly. I will say that you can, you can be like, yeah, I've met him before, and then I will flip a coin to determine if it was a positive or a negative interaction. Very good. Very if you good. choose to have never met him before, then obviously I won't flip the coin. But no, it's better. It's better okay. this way. Heads or tails? Tails. Oh, heads. I will let you determine what it happened, but it was a negative interaction. There are so many, uh, you know, like it, there, there's lots of really obvious things, but mm. I would like to think that I beat the absolute pants off of him at cards. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Like when he was trying to impress someone. You might have met him a f maybe like once or twice, but the last time that you met him, he was trying to impress, let's say, another pirate lord. He was trying to impress another pirate lord, and you absolutely destroyed him in a game of cards. It just took him for everything he had. Sure. Like, this might be his old hat. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to write that yeah. down. You have his old hat. Well, uh, I know I'm a bit of old. You think maybe we could uh, send him a message with your via your ship's wizard and see if he'll parlay? I mean, uh, if you think he'll parlay. I, I, I can send him a message. I can't guarantee he'll parlay. Uh, I think if he hears my name, he'll at least be interested in seeing me again. All right, all right. So, um, just the one ship, then? Let's keep the recurve in reserve. Have her on standby, as it were. Should I inform her of... Uh, do you just want her to keep... Should we just... Should she just stay at port? We're gonna need to be able to get her there within... In you know, in it, <clears throat> we're gonna need to be able to get the recurve to our position in a timely fashion. Should things go pear shaped mm. at sea, that could take some time. But we don't want them to be too evident. Yes, they. So if they're over the horizon, they won't be too far away. But 
I mean, if if we need them, they could arrive, they could reach us in not too much time, but if we need them because we're currently in a fight, they're not going to arrive in time. I turn to uh, Withers and I go, would you be willing to wait on the recurve to give them a bit of zip if they need to get to our position? Withers nods slowly. I could do that. I promise I won't die till you get there. Don't worry. I'm pretty certain you won't die. But if you do, well, if you're stupid enough to die, you know what I'll do. I'll kill you. Hmm. Fair enough. I shake his big scaly hand. He shakes yours back. (sighs) I like this plan. I like the shape of this plan. It's a much better plan than the previous plan. That plan... Although it worked, so... So you could take a long rest as you spend the night here? Great. You love a long rest. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to do in the night? There is a guard posted in front of your door to stop you from running away. but Or I should say a yelm, not a guard. But someone is posted in front of your door to stop you from running away in the night. No, I think the the best play is to just sleep through that night. I'm going to want that sleep in the morning. Well, the next day, you wake up. You head down into the feasting hall, which is having a. T- <laughs> you don't think the you don't think the party from last night has stopped. You don't think the party from the beginning of your arrival in Coldrose has stopped. You don't know if it ever does. It's not just a good hall. It sounds like a great hall. <laughs> in the in the great hall, you see ship chief Rograth and kind Rampage. Captain Colt and Captain Luperholm are not here yet. Or, uh, actually, no. Well, sorry, when you were, when you arrive, kind Rampage gestures for you to take a seat. I, I do so. My dear friend, uh, uh, of last night, um, Rograth here was in contact with Luper and Colts. Uh, the two of them are very interested in the development. A lot of little conversation going around and whatnot. Rograth interrupts Kind Rampage and says, They are happy that their problems are some of our problems. Hmm. Well, it's uh, commonly said that uh, a problem shared is uh, everyone's problem. <laughs> Kind Rampage doesn't respond much to that. Oh, you see Kind Rampage kind of like, what is that? Like, think about that to, to himself for a second. Rograth gives it no thought. She just nods sagely. It had, it had the shape of, uh, of a sage comment. Yeah, yeah. The vague outline of one. After, well, after you've eaten breakfast, Kind Rampage, who has been patiently waiting, you see he's not touched any food. He seems very nervous. He, Stands up, looks at you, looks at Withers, and once you've done eating, and says, Well, if we're ready to leave, the Ursa Terror awaits. I strike a match on Withers' shell and light my my long tavern pipe, and I say, Lead on, my good bear. You head out to the docks. On your way, every now and then you glance over your shoulder, and you can see the skull and some yelms have kind of grouped behind behind the three, the four, sorry, of you, and are just following slowly behind. He's looking to make sure I don't take any more gnomes. (laughs) Sure enough, you pass the dry dock where those three giant steam gnome ships are 
are uh, being worked on. You can, oh, actually, yeah, you got you 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 got decent enough eyes. You can see there are several cranes that have gnomes hovering. Oh, sorry, have uh, several cranes that have long, like little platform things attached to them, which are being uh, moved over the top of the ship. There are like gnomes. Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I didn't see that, but I assume you're correct. Uh, 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 yeah, kind of like a reverse Michelangelo with the gnomes sitting, (laughs) (laughs) sitting or lying, sorry, on those little platforms on their chests, leaning over them to work on the top parts of the ship. One of those gnomes you can see is, uh, what is his name again? Justice Justice Coxacks up in Promise. Promise. Yeah, you see him among them. He spots you as well and gives you a little wave. Wave cheerfully. You pass the dry dock to just the regular dock docking area, and I- you walk up to a very classical-looking Cantonese merchant vessel with mm. Ursa Terra stenciled on the side. Does it just mean bear land? <laughs> it's Terra as in fear rather than ah. Terra as in land. It was my father's name. It's a fine name. I turn to Withers as we, we start, like, heading, you know, towards this ship. I turn to him, just like, we're both getting pretty old, mate. Withers nods slowly, takes a deep breath in, and then a long sigh out. <sighs> Too much. Hmm. How long do you think we can keep doing this kind of thing? Withers stops for a second. Everyone else stops with you. He... Hmm puts a hand on the back of his shell and straightens himself out. He withers. I'm I'm sure you're not shocked to hear this. Withers is pretty perpetually bowed forwards, almost like he's making an L shape. Stretching himself out, you realize he's you forget how tall Withers actually is. He stands nearly 7 foot tall and at at full height. And he, after straightening himself out, you can see he <laughs> hangs there for a moment and then seems to think better of it and slowly curls back into that little L shape that he makes. He says, hmm, maybe a few more years. Maybe we should think about retiring after this one, yeah? Mm, let's do this one first. <laughs> With a sense. Yeah, getting out of it alive is, of course, the trick, but, uh, I don't know... Been through a lot. You know many retired adventurers? No, but uh, Voli's been one to buck uh, convention. Withers nods slowly. Yes, you have, he says. (laughs) All right, let's get through this one. You board the Ursa Terra. You see the recurve is, uh, it's also docked here, but probably right next to the Ursa Terra. If you're imagining... If you're imagining not a Viking longship, but do you know what a like a Roman ship kind of looks like? A like a trireme? Yeah, like a trireme. Yeah. With uh one main sail and then a a whole row of oars. That's mm-hmm. what a it's significantly bigger, but it looks pretty much like a trireme, except obviously other than being bigger, but also except the front part of the ship has it's made out of entirely made out of metal stamped metal in the shape of an axe head and then right behind the axe head 
is a big metal gangplank, which is obviously designed so that when it slams into another ship, that gangplank, it looks like just momentum will carry it forwards so that it hits the opposition ship and creates a, a gangway for people to walk on. Yeah, so you just stick right into it and then Pretty much, yeah. get on there. Fantastic. It's a boarding ship. I love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, the... <laughs> The uh, 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 the recurve still does have a um, a, what do you call it? The like the maiden or the the, the little car figurehead. Thing. Figurehead. It still does have a figurehead, but it's at the back of the ship. Right, and, Roman style. Oh, did Romans also do that? I did or the Greeks, that. whoever, whichever ones had the like that that swooped forward, pointy prow, they would have the figurehead on the back overlooking the crew. I'm sure the Greeks, then the Romans, that pretty much their style. <laughs> if the Romans did it, it was because someone else did it first. Yeah. They, they have at the back of the ship, it's a orc on a horse. It's just half, like the front half of this. An orc on a horse charging forwards. Oh, that's very cool. You see Withers board the recurve, you board the Ursa Terra, and the Ursa Terra sets off with the recurve very slowly trailing behind it, such that you'll eventually lose sight of them. Mm. It takes a few hours for you to lose sight of shore, and then after that, you're sailing for basically the entire day. The suns begin setting on the horizon, and on the perhaps on the deck of the Ursa Terra, Kind Rampage comes to find you and converse with you. Unless there's anything you'd like to get done on the ship. I think now it's just a waiting game. The Ursa Terra, by the way, is mostly manned by tabaxi, sometimes known as catfolk, and humans. There is one Erskine, like Kind Rampage, in addition to to Kind Rampage, but uh, no other Ursins on this ship. The other Ursin, their name is, let me find it. Theodore. <laughs> oh, that's good. Their name is now Theodore. <laughs> I like that. That's a great name. Yeah, Theodore is like a second mate to Kind Rampage. So unless there's anything you'd like to get done, Kind Rampage comes and finds you for a conversation. I'm. Uh, he finds me leaning uh, elbows on the rail, you know, staring sure. out at the sunset. It's a three-day trip to uh, Reachcliff. Not sure if we'll necessarily be attacked at all, but if we reach reach cliff unscathed, I suppose we'll just turn around and come back. Do it again? Hmm. With a lot of the other ships uh, forced to stay in port, I doubt there'll be many other targets on the sea besides us. Hey, Adam, is there a, uh, like a, I don't know, a signal that uh, pirates would have with one another to let them know, like, we want to parlay? Like yeah, a flag would, you fly or something? Yeah, there would be a appropriate flag. I would say it's, uh, there would be, yeah, some maybe subtlety with different types of flags. And maybe a white flag would indicate surrender, but a white flag with a black dot in the middle of it, a tiny, not tiny, actually, it'd need to be quite big for visibility reasons. I, let's say a, a quite big black dot in the middle of a pure white flag indicates the desire for parlay. Then that's what uh, that's what uh, kind rampage finds me doing. I'm, I have a like a big ugly ship's brush, uh, you know, like a, a big house painting brush from the ship, and I'm <laughs> very carefully making the best circle in the middle of a sheet of white cloth that I can. Okay, it is definitely from someone's bed. <laughs> 
Well, the Ursa Terra has it's uh, the Ursa Terra has perhaps some of the most comfortable sleeping arrangements you've ever seen on a ship. So absolutely, there'd be a lot of really lovely white sheets that you could use. Perfect. <laughs> I, I like squint and stick out my tongue and go, "Hmm, what do you think?" And I show him just a black circle. Kind Rampage looks at it, realizes what it's what it is, and you see him wince at the at the pure white sheet with a big black dot in the middle of it. It um, it's a flag of sorts. Yeah, it indicates we want to have a little palaver with Splinter Jim. Oh, like a conversation. Mm, very I, much. So. I've only ever read that word. I've never heard it out loud. I didn't know it was pronounced like that. It may not be. I've never heard anyone say it out loud either. It's a cryptophone. Ah, yes. Well, um, uh, hopefully he takes the... Is there like a... What would you call it? Is there like a... a Protocol? Yes. I suppose that is what I'm looking for, yes. Mm, think it just goes up the pole. Well, uh, it should be... I guess if we fly it now, it would be pretty obvious that we're expecting an attack, but maybe that's... Not the worst thing. Maybe they might have normally looked us over, but seen that we know that someone's out here. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. Nah, it's his pirate code. He'll uh, know there's another member of the Brethren out here. Uh, so you're saying it would be bad to fly it now, or good? Yeah, just put it up there, see what happens. Oh, all right then. Uh, Theodore! He turns around <laughs> and call, uh, snaps his fingers, calling out, Theodore! Theodore bumbles over. Can you uh, please be a deer and uh, run this up the flagpole? Um, uh, probably lower our flag. I don't think we need to let people know who we are or whatnot. They're, all they need to know is that we wish to have a conversation. Theodore nods and dutifully goes to, to as do that. Theodore, as Theodore walks away, I turn to Kind Rampage and go, You know, he's mostly a bear. If he were to also be a deer, I think he'd wind up a beer. That would be dangerous on this ship the um half of my crew were uh, uh, uh cat folk sometimes called tabaxi and uh they have a an annoying a frustrating if you will tendency to um become weirdly obsessed with things we had a uh if something unusual catches their eye we had a uh one of them just came aboard, this is years ago, one of them just came aboard with a deck of cards, and instead of just a regular deck of playing cards, it was uh, something called Fruits and Suits. So I want you to imagine diamonds, clubs, aces, hearts, but replace the numbers with different types of fruit. Yeah, this is very strange. We only had right. the one deck. The cat folk nearly tore themselves apart over this deck of cards. It is because of a tabaxi that we're, uh, in the very mess in which we currently find ourselves. Yes. Tabaxi are an interesting sort. Love them to death, though. I've had such a streak of, uh, making friends with nobles wherever I go, and, uh, I'm just a bit disappointed that it's broken and it's not my fault. I'm sure you'll live again to break something another day. Here's hoping. Yeah. I uh, I produce a flask from inside of my coat and hold it out to Kind Rampage. Like, Usually, uh, I share this with uh, 
<laughs> Withers, but uh, you'll do in a pinch. <laughs> he takes it and he laughs. He gives a little bit of a chuckle. What do you have in it? Better not to know. <laughs> okay. Um, is all uh, the reason I ask is is this the sort of thing where Kind Rampage needs to make a Constitution saving throw to not cough? No, I think it's just uh, it's just cheap swill. Okay. Well, Kind Rampage uh, takes a little bit of a sip from it. He maybe winces a little bit as he dislikes the taste, but he uh, he doesn't say anything and he hands it back to you. It's made from apples. Well, mostly apples. Yes, I I think I tasted more than a few um, other things. Unless you think about it there, you'll be. I, on that, we agree. All right. Would you go to bed at all tonight? Uh, there are lots of people, you know, to take watches and stuff like that, but maybe you oh, can't oh, sleep. Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. Uh, there's, there's one thing that, uh, that Scanty has learned, is that if you have the chance to eat something or sleep, you do it. Are you going to get just, a like, a full eight-hour sleep? Not going to wake gonna up? sleep until someone or something wakes me up. Well, the night passes uneventfully. And you're woken up the next morning by bells on the ship. You know this isn't... There, there's no frantic nature or anything like that. There's no, You don't think it's like a... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning bell. You would recognize it actually as the, the change of the guard bell. A bell to indicate that it's time for the night shift to go to bed and for the day shift to wake up. Yeah, I, uh, you know, pull on my, my great coat and my, uh, my tricorn and, and shoulder my baldric with, uh, with my cutlass and uh, make my way up on deck. Theodore meets you on the way. He has in his hands two giant mugs. They're sized for an urson, not for a human, but he hands one of them to you nonetheless. You get a very, it's a, it's a very strong smell. It's black coffee. I don't know if your character knows what black coffee is. Probably. I feel like it'd be pretty common to places. I'm pretty cosmopolitan. Yeah. So yeah, you recognize just a big mug of black coffee. Oh, bless. Theodore nods slowly and says, uh, can I get you something to eat? Anything you have. Fish it is. Fish it is. Yeah, myself and um, Kind Rampage quite like it. The tabaxi love it. And the humans, uh, there aren't enough of them to complain. Where I come from, there's a saying. They say when you're tired of eating eels, you're tired of life. <laughs> You got a lot of good folksy wisdom. I like that. Uh, you are given a 
some sort of probably like salmon based breakfast, maybe like potatoes and salmon. Oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah, boiled potatoes and salmon. Theodore and you walk along the deck of the ship as you're having your your respective meals and coffee. Can I ask, how confident do you feel on your plan? Let me tell you something. Plans are... They're like a way in. They're a key. That's just how you get through the door. Whatever you plan doesn't survive after that. You have to roll with what life throws at you once your plan gets you going. So, insofar as I think we'll meet Splinter Jim, and, uh... Yeah, I think at least that much of the plan will work. I would love to see your plan in action. Who the hell was that? (laughs) You hear him before you see him. There's a rippling effect right next to the ship, and suddenly the lazy cat is there before you. With prepared precision, five spell cast, five pirate wizards cast fireball across the bow of the lazy cat and onto the Ursa Terra. The fireballs, the, the big roiling balls of fire land like they are physical things and bounce along the deck, but there's no explosion and no flames pass anywhere. You can see that those wizards are quite clearly holding on to the spell, like some sort of delayed blast fireball. I throw my arms wide and I go, Jimmy! (laughs) Do you want some coffee? Pirate Lord James Splinter Jim Flynn stands there on the deck of the Lazy Cat looking straight at you. You're so close you could be nose to nose. A halfling about half your size He is standing, this is probably something you've seen him do before. He's standing on a box so that you can meet eye to eye. Out of respect, I take a knee. (laughs) You can see there are a few halfling attendants. I mean, there's a bunch of pirates all ready to board, but they haven't begun doing it yet. There, of these pirates, two of them are just following Splinter Jim around. And when he hops off the box, they pick up the box and move it to the next place he's going to stand so that he can stand back on it. Splinter Jim has two peg legs and one good eye. (laughs) On one of his shoulders, you see a salamander, which it's kind of half stuck to his face, half stuck to his back. And every now and then it hisses in conjunction with some point that he's trying to make. Hmm. You're looking well. I was wondering when I would see you again. Lemuel Scant? That seems wrong. Scanty's fine. <laughs> oh, come, come now. Nicknames with me? Don't be cute. He moves <laughs> to another position and the box My comes My apologies, away. Splinter Jim. You know very well why I have spared you so far. We have... Is it the hat? Do you want the hat back? You can have it. I don't want the hat back like that. You stole from me. Lemuel, and I will get my revenge. Lord James, I would like to have a parley with you. I can see, he gestures to the flag. Very well, does this ship- Also, if you would like that flag, that is high thread count cotton sheets. (laughs) The crew on the deck of the Ursa Terra are all a bit tense, like a fight 
is about to kick off, but all of them are waiting for some signal, either from you or from Theodore, since neither of you are giving the signal they're holding. But Splinter Jim tests this, after you say that, by looking up at the flag you've created, thinking to himself, "Eh, this would be agreeable. He snaps his fingers and two pirates... (laughs) The two pirates carrying his box jump onto the deck of the Ursa Terra, rush over, lower the flag, take it, and then take it I back give, onto their ship. Yeah, I, I hold out my hands to, to you know, indicate that no one else should uh, do anything. You can hear Theodore standing beside you. He's issuing a low, long growl, but he's not doing anything. Uh, Splinter Gem looks over the side in between the two ships to read the name of the ship, and he says... Does the Ursa Terra have a real captain, or are you the captain? No, oh, you know, old Scanty, I don't captain nothing. No, there is a captain. Almost on cue, Kind Rampage emerges from below decks, pulling on a shirt. This is my friend, Captain Kind Rampage. Very well, then. I will speak to the two of you on the lazy cat. He gestures to the deck of his ship. Perhaps we can take tea in my offices. I would love to uh, mend fences and build bridges over some tea with you, my good captain. The three of you... Well, sorry, I should say the five of you, including the two people who are moving his box... (laughs) are moved to the move to his office the door is kept open and you can see there are a bunch of guards posted outside so if you do anything there'll immediately be people on top of you although you are aware that splinter jim is more than capable of defending himself as much of a blowhard as he is he's a decent sword fighter you sit on the opposite side of his desk as he sits behind it. It's a an immaculately beautiful room, but you know very well that Splinter Jim... Th- there would be a, like a proper library in this office, but you know that Splinter Jim has never read a book in his fucking life. All of the finery here, while it is correct and accurate and it's all well picked out and curated and whatnot, it was not curated by him, and he has... He's just gotten other people to do the work for him. I've met people like this before. (laughs) Splinter Jim kicks up both of his feet onto his desk, leans back, and with wooden pegs. Yeah, his two pegs, sorry. He kicks both of them up onto the desk, leans back, and with his one good eye, he stares at the two of you. Well then, what do you have that you wish to give me? Captain Jim. I gotta tell you, I feel just terrible about how our last meeting shook out. I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, we were friends once, a little bit, kind of. Well, acquaintances. Well, I met you before. And, uh, I was just hoping we could bury the hatchet. Oh, I think we will bury the hatchet today, he says. I know you can threaten better than that, Jimmy. What do you propose? Let me tell you what I'm doing here, and then we'll figure out how we proceed. I'm here on behest of the Skull. Uh, he's got a real bee in his bonnet about you. Now, me? he wants me. Yeah. Now, he wants me, <clears throat> me, little old man, me, to do something about you and your pirates. No, it's obvious to you, myself, his kindness here, and anyone looking that, uh, it's not a thing I can do about a pirate lord. 
but I wonder if we can help you with your skull problem. Splinter Jim thinks about it for a second. I had given it some thought myself, and this was not the solution I was thinking of, but please, I like your tune. Keep playing. I got no reason. I got no reason to go back to to the skull. He uh, made it very clear that uh, he wants me uh, as dead as can be. And I don't really think that honoring our deal is going to change his mind about that. Splinter Jim nods slowly. Now, what is it that you want, Captain Flynn? I have it on good authority that the Skull has contracted the services of a gnome to uh, create mechanical ships of war. I would love one of those ships... Failing that, perhaps just the gnome who made them? You hear Kind Rampage behind you, not behind you, sorry, next to you. You hear him suck in air really tightly. Hmm. Big mechanical ship's gonna be a lot harder to get your hands on than a wee little gnomey. This gnome, his name wouldn't happen to be Justice Coxax Upton's promise, would it? I've heard it was something stupid like that. Well, I mean, they all have names stupid like that. You hear bang, 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 rushing footsteps, and then a halfling bursts into the office. Splinter Jim looks over at him with a... a, Splinter Jim stares at this new person, this intruder, with a look that you think could cut through both ships. Yeesh. But... The halfling, the the intruder, speaks first. Captain, new ships, new ships on the horizon. An elven sloop and a native Northman ship. Splinter Jim looks over at you and says, Is this some trickery of yours? Are those my other guys? That would, that sounds like the Clementine and the Grotta Steel. Captain by Luca, Lupa Holm and Colts, yeah. I do know them, Jim. They were not supposed to be here. Well, you, you've you been, like, in contact with them, but you didn't really know what they were planning. You don't know what they're going to do now. Uh, do you think I could go above decks and see what's going on? I would appreciate. He says it with a lot. He says it openly, kindly, but you detect the threat of a, a, a punishment if you disobey. I would much rather if you were to sit here, please, he gestures to his desk. You see there's a tumbler and a few glasses. Have some wine. Enjoy yourself. I will deal with this and return for you when I am ready. He closes both doors, but he kind of just assumes that he's intimidated you without, uh, yeah, intimidated you into not needing to post guards. So... The guards that he had outside the door go with him, and you are currently unattended in his room. There are windows to the outside, and then mm-hmm, the door mm-hmm. that you came through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, I walk over to where the tumblers are, and I pour two drinks. I hand one to Kind Rampage, and I say, uh, <clears throat> "Escape!" and point to the window. Kind Rampage nods. Uh, yes, I think escape would be clever. Um, right, I think uh, escape. Uh, all right, so perhaps we should decide now. Are we? Is this a combat sort of situation? 
I think it is now. All right, good. He stands up. Look, I really much... thought I was going to be able to talk my way out of this and, and just, I finally run out of plans. <laughs> no, that's Oh, perfectly... wait, 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 wait. I run over to the wall where I assume there is a hat hanging. <laughs> um, hi, Zolos. Highs. Highs? All right. You may describe the hat that is hanging there. <laughs> there is just a, a an ostentatiously ornate bicorn. Yes. With, like, a, a huge collection of plumes. Not just your standard ostrich, but, like, things that change color in the light. Stuff, like, one of them might be a phoenix feather. There's yes. insane shit in there. It has... uh what I had to assume at first were rhinestones, because you would not find that many diamonds on a pirate <laughs> hat. <laughs> and I take off the old hat, hang it in its place, and plop this thing onto my head. The hat that was hanging here is quite clearly, you can see, it's designed to look like the hat that you took, but be fancier. Oh, well, then it's it, a tricorn, not a bicorn. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, wow. No, no, no. It's uh, like, maybe they're not exactly the same style of hat. But a lot of the patterns and the way that things are laid out, you can see that quite obviously Splinter Jim was like, well, if I can't have that hat, I'm going to make sure my hat is nicer than his. Right. So, at, it, yeah, there's definitely similarities. It's not identical, obviously. But yeah, they're, uh, it's quite obviously designed to look like your one, but be a bit fancier. As mm. soon as you put it on, you feel a surge of good luck flow through you. The hat is enchanted. You did really well on the luck check. You... <laughs> I uh I will give you a, a once a day ability once every long rest you can re-roll a any d20 roll. Oh, so it's uh the lucky it's a skill or feat or whatever. Uh a little bit weaker version of it, but yes, yeah. Once a day you can re-roll any d20. Uh you have to take the new result though, even if it's worse. That's okay. Uh <clears throat> I gesture to the window. Uh, shall we then? You both climb out the window. Um, does kind Rampage have a climb speed? Because he's very big. Oh, I'm not climbing anything. I'm jumping out into the ocean. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. Kind Rampage definitely can swim. Both of you splash, splash, hit the water. And you begin treading your the two ships, the Ursaterra and the Lazy Cat are slowly separating. You can see the light from those delayed blast fireballs are still on the Ursa Terra, but the, yeah, the lazy cat looks like it's going to disengage, and you can see that, sure enough, the Grotta Steel and the Clementine in the distance that it is heading towards. I think if we start swimming through open water between the two ships, we're going to make a really, like, just a cherry of a target. Sure. So, uh, I... I Tap on uh, Kind Rampage and go, the back, the back, hang off the stern. Both of you need to make stealth checks. Yeah, the two of you get round behind the Ursaterra, and as soon as you as soon as you make yourselves known, they drop some ladders over the side so that you can climb up onto the deck. When you get on deck, Theodore looks at the two of you and says, What's the plan? Should we send the War Raven? Now the plan is attack. All right. You send the War Raven, then you... Oh, well, actually, <laughs> before you... You send the War Raven, but before you set off after the Lazy Cat, Theodore gestures to the three big, unexploded balls of flame and says, uh, should we do something about these first? I feel like it's 
I feel like it's, I, I don't know, it makes me tense having them on the ship. I feel the same way. Do you know if there's anything we can do about them? Do you have any magical cats? Uh, no, we haven't any spellcasters aboard the ship. I feel like if we push it, we'll get burned. Yes, I feel the same. <laughs> get a get a uh, like a boat hook and give one of them a poke. It rolls around on the deck. Of the- Imagine like a little sun that just it rolls around. You can if you poke it, it moves. Oh fuck it, boys, over the side. At first, it's very tentative, but then. If, once people realize, as soon as someone gets close if enough, they, they... If they hesitate at all, okay. I just release a stream of pirate invective at them. Alright, you scabrous yeasty cod pieces! Put your backs into it or I'll have your guts for garters! I want to see you poking those little balls like they were... You were... They, uh, uh, an apt analogy! <laughs> they... I'll make that an intimidation check with advantage. You kick them into high gear. They immediately, the crew begins picking them up. No one gets hurt doing it. They, it looks like it would hurt you, but I, I guess, uh, or you guess, not I guess, I know, you guess that until the magic is activated, they, um, aren't, they, they, they aren't they're, dangerous. They're inert. Yeah. One, splash, two, splash, three, splash, go in quick succession. Then the crew go back for the other two. The people, oh no! One of the oh. one of the pirate wizards, one of the deck wizards on the lazy cat spots that you're throwing the the balls overboard, and then I want to jump in here. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out a, a throwing knife. Uh huh. And use my pinpoint accuracy good boy card. Oh, okay. All right. So that's automatically critical hit, but you do minimum damage, right? If you say so. Uh, something slipped, quadruple damage, and their AC is reduced by a D8 for a D8 rounds, which, because it's minimum, their AC is reduced by one for one round, but quadruple damage would be 20 points of damage. You are throwing that at the person who spotted you? Yeah, you said it was one of the mages yeah. on the other ship, right? Yeah, like one I of the deck turn and look. Yeah. You throw that dagger, it sails a insane distance, and then pierces that deck wizard right in the eye (laughs) he topples over backwards and you get a brief moment where the crew i'm gonna roll for the crew uh they quickly try to get before anyone realizes both that you've killed one of the deck wizards and also that you're throwing the balls overboard the crew gets a quick moment to try and get those other ones over you said there were two left yeah one more splash hits the water, but then you know what? One going off instead of five oh, is not you're that bad. So lucky that deck wizard must have been the only person at the back of the ship. Not only has no one noticed you're throwing the balls off yet, but no one noticed that one of their own is dead. <laughs> I love like the knife had to carry him clear off the back of the ship. Is the only yeah? Oh yeah, that, like. He- Absolutely. He must have been hit by it, fallen forward, and off the ship. You get all five balls off the ship. I love imagining this as like a scene in a movie where like all the bad pirates are looking the other way. Yeah. The ship's coming there, and then there's the one guy like, hey! And then he just (laughs) sprouts a knife out of his face and topples off the thing with a... You're able to get all five off the ship, and now you can, in safety, pursue the lazy cat, which immediately you do. 
Yeah. The sails unfurl. Hey, do we have <laughs> cannons? Did you say we had cannons? No, there's no weapons on this ship. Uh, right. Uh, you, all you have are sharp sticks and insults, unfortunately. Well, then we'll have to make those insults do double duty. <laughs> all right. You begin sailing after the lazy cat. The lazy cat, I think, is going to outpace you. It's got, well, it depends on. That's all right. We don't want to close that distance too tightly. They have yeah. got. Well, wizards on deck. Yeah, both because the Lazy Cat is just a faster ship, but also because you're not trying to get... You want to kind of pincer them, yeah, with the Clementine and with the Grotta Steel. So you're lagging a little bit behind. The Lazy Cat does, though it would be impossible not to, eventually notice what you're up to. Hey, do we have one of those, like, bullhorn cone things? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to crawl up to the front. Yeah. Of the uh of the ship. Or like up the the, the front mast deal. Mm-hmm. I assume. Up into more the crow's nest, are you saying? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I uh, I shinny my way up the mast. Yeah. With uh, the, the, the you know the, the speaking horn deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I shout through it and I go <clears throat> Captain James Splinter Jim Flynn We will now accept your unconditional surrender. You you see on the uh, uh, on the deck of the lazy cat, you can see Splinter Jim staring up at you, red in the face, grinding his teeth. He gestures to his deck wizards, and in a moment, with a rippling effect, the lazy cat disappears. Take that as a no. <laughs> From this vantage point, you make a perception check. You, alright, so, you spot what the Clementine and the Grotta Steel are doing, or you now know what's happening. The Clementine and the Grotta Steel are not sailing towards you because they don't know what's happening. You can see two ships flying slaver flags are in hot pursuit. Mm, complications. If I run out along the, uh, the, the, the spar up on the mast there that the, uh, mm-hmm sail hangs from think i could jump clear the edge of the ship into the water easily yeah i do so you know you'll be a lot slower than the ships right that's okay i have half an idea that's all for today don't forget to check in next time where we'll continue this story of the gray hill free company Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.